Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM80 on your smart speaker. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Hembo, Evan Cohen in for Greeny today. Of course, you normally can hear me. 6, 8 to 10 a Eastern on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio with Michelle Smallman and Chris Canty. You uh, you think we're all dumb for our lack of history knowledge and everything like that, which you're right. Um, do you know who's rapping and singing right now? No. I, I mean, I've heard the song before because we use it as an open, but this is the only context in which I've heard We this. play it every single okay. day, yeah. twice yeah, a day. A You've been on this show for I know, two I or said three that. years. I've heard it before. And you still don't is. know. You don't know who's currently singing. I've heard it before. No. I, I mean, I've heard the song, but I never... You should like, be able to make an educated guess. No, I, I can't. You have no idea who's performing this song right now. No, like, like we just talked hearing earlier. the voice, you can't even like, oh, that sort of rings a bell. No, the way is- that you said I've heard it before mm-hmm. <laughs> is <laughs> unbelievable. You've heard it probably a thousand times yeah. Every point. day Greeny at 10 returned to the radio August of 2020. So for mm-hmm. th- over three years, four, this is the fourth year of him being back. We played that song. Yeah, but the voice is pretty unidentifiable. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Oh, my God. Get him off the that show. That is way worse than anything I've said. Way worse. How so? Me having no feel for Mount Rushmore or her sti- historical ob- object. Ayers mm-hmm. Rock. Ayers Rock is a, is a common. It's a worldwide non, phenomenon. So non, is Beyonce. Oh, oh, oh that's Beyonce. God. Ah, good guess. Good and? to know. Good to know. Oh, and? Who's uh, rapping with Beyonce on this track? She's married to a, uh, Is it the person she's married to? Yeah. Okay, Jay-Z. Okay. Look at me. Look at you. Astute. What are you, you know, for somebody that's so curious and inquisitive to not one time... Ask Bubba or Cam. Hey, who sings that? Yeah, I know. Or Greeny. I, I stay in love with that song. Yeah. I know which lane I, I'm supposed to occupy. I very rarely deviate. I, I live my life in the rightmost lane, going 55 miles an hour on cruise control. If I'm going to deviate to the left lane and pass a truck or whatever I'm doing, it has to be for a very specific purpose. And knowing that song is not a very specific purpose. By the way, that, you just brought up something very interesting. Perception can equal reality at times. A poll of who do you think drives slower between the two of us is a fascinating one because I bet you you and I compete for slowest drivers anywhere. Like, if the speed limit is 55, I'm going 54. Like, I'm going right. I will not go over 55. I, I, I have no interest in driving fast. If, uh, if you well, and I, I mean, were what? on the highway at the same time, we would effectively be like a two-man funeral procession. <laughs> That's what we would be. In fact, because I have two kids at home, and sometimes being at home is harder than being at work, I'll go nice and slow sometimes, in the right lane. What? The, all the time. I have two kids at home, too. Fair enough. All the time all being right. at home is, is harder. I'm trying to soften my message. Yeah. I'll just sit in the right lane and listen to podcasts. Like that's entertainment for me because when I get home, I'm in the fire. See, right? I listen to ESPN Radio, mm. but uh, okay, I, mean, I guess you don't. We, we right, podcast anyway. our stuff because I, I'm a oh, okay. I'm a young person. Mm-hmm. I know how to find things that are not live. Okay, just saying. Just Write saying. that down on your notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you could save at one eight hundred Progressive and Progressive dot com. Tom Brady, of course, seven time Super Bowl champion, was a guest with Stephen A. Smith on his podcast, which um, Hembo listens to while driving slowly. Mm. And 
Tom is uh, not really impressed with what's going on in the NFL today. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way. And every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled. Why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. Okay, so... It is interesting that so much of this is actually defending Bill Belichick, which I love because his standard of excellence is everything that Belichick taught him. And Tom Brady is so smart and so careful with his words, and he's been so supportive of Bill Belichick. I know that is not what anyone took out of that audio. I get it. I know people take out of it the pot calling the kettle black. is all of a sudden you who are protected wants the game to be more physical. But... I actually think sometimes the headline is more interesting than what's in the article. In this case, the headline is more interesting, the mediocrity in the league. I think he's right on some levels. I think that there is a lack of great quarterback play relative to the depth of the position now, more so than ever before. Hmm. And I know Chris Canty in the morning has called it a golden age for quarterbacks. And Canty and I went back and forth on this because I think it's a golden age for top-end quarterbacks. If you look at some of the names and the product that we are putting out there at the quarterback position, it is poor right now, Hembo. Yeah, that's right. I, I think, at, at, fundamentally, I think Tom Brady is so old that he is complaining about a generation <laughs> that he himself played in. In some ways, I think he's the least qualified person to say this. In other ways, I think he's the most qualified person to say this. But I think you're 100% right that quarterback play has deteriorated. And I think it's a na- just a, p- a part of a natural cycle because six of the ten highest, uh, in terms of the passing yardage, six of the ten uh, highest quarterbacks by that standard have retired over the last five years like there's just a gulf right now just just by chance just in terms of timeline because it's it's no Brady and no Breeze and no Big Ben and no Rivers and no Matt Ryan and no Eli Manning and Aaron Rodgers is probably going to retire pretty soon too and that's coming off of Peyton and Eli and and Favre previously like there's all the legends and so I do agree with you wait stop there for one second stop Mm -hmm. there for one second sorry you bring up an interesting point how many quarterbacks in the league right now if they retired we'd be bummed out that they're not playing football anymore. Mahomes, and who else? There are more, there are more guys than just Patrick Mahomes. But that we'd be bummed, like, we'd be like, oh, God, I wish he was still playing. Like, because Brady is the most like, beloved and hated on quarterback we've ever seen. Right. I was not a Peyton Manning guy. I was a Brady guy. That doesn't mean I don't think Peyton Manning was, was great. But, like, I was bummed out when Peyton Manning retired. Rodgers, I don't know that I'm going to be bummed out when he retires. i got to be honest. Dak? When Dak retires, bummed out? No, no. I'm, I'm a huge Dak fan. Not as big maybe as Bubba, but like bummed out? Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is great. Am I going to be bummed out when he retires? All these guys are, relatively speaking, young players with the exception of Rodgers. And, and quarterback <laughs> isn't a young man's game. Like everything else in football is. But such a huge disproportionate amount of quarterback play comes down to what's between your ears. And so much of that has accrued over the course of time. 
when you just learn things as you pile up knowledge over decades in the NFL, as so many of these quarterbacks have. Honestly, I think it's more than anything just kind of a bug in the system that so many of the all-time greats, or at least all-time great compilers, just all retired in a five-year span. So if we're going to point the finger and we're going to say that the NFL per Brady is mediocre right now, is it because of the quarterbacks or the coaches? It's because of coaches at the college level. Because quarterbacks in college are not doing anything approximating what they're doing in the NFL. Okay, stop for there, right there for a second. Because that is a whole can of worms you're opening up that is interesting. And this, I've always thought about this. I lived in Florida. I hosted shows at the time exclusively on ESPN West Palm, 106.3, our great station in Florida that we're on right this second. And I remember having this conversation about Urban Meyer with Tim Tebow. We had the conversation constantly. What's his job with Tim Tebow? Is it to win games in college or get him ready for the pros? And I think it's to win games in college. I think that Kirby Smart's job is to win games at Georgia. Now, his guys happen to be great in the pros. We know that, right? But if J.J. McCarthy at Michigan does not end up being a great pro, is that Jim Harbaugh's job? It is not Jim Harbaugh's job. So perhaps fault is not the right word, and reason would be the better word. The players are not equipped. The players are not prepared in many cases, in part because what enables you to win in college is just so much different than what enables you to win in the pros. But you're asking guys in one year to go from one to the other. And that, to me, is totally unfair. And you're going with disproportionate talent. So if you're playing at Alabama, or you're play- better example, now Joe Burrow is amazing, but think about Joe Burrow at LSU. His wide receivers were Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> think about how much better that combination is than every single cornerback combination you're going to play against. So now even if you have one of them, which he actually ironically does in Jamar Chase, the combination of your two wide receivers against the other team's two running backs, the gap between the talent is so much less than it was in college. Mm. Right, so sometimes you look at guys that actually throw at for with worse receivers against better corners as a better possibility for the NFL. Like I would assume Brock Purdy, his wide receivers weren't amazing, and the corners he was playing against at big in Big Twelve competition at Iowa State probably significantly better in comparison than his wide receivers. To me, though, it's it's less about the personnel, and and more about the the coaching. And more about the responsibilities. I think in college, with rare exception, you're just asking your quarterback to color inside the lines and run the system. And that's what enables you, in many cases, to win in college because so many of the best programs have all the best players, as you just described. Those guys are being drafted to the worst teams in the NFL, and people like Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young are being put in impossible situations. And when C.J. Stroud or someone like C.J. Stroud thrives, it is a rare exception, and we celebrate him for it. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is your telephone number to join Greeny here on ESPN Radio on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. If you had to go based on what Brady said there, and you had to attribute the reason for the mediocrity in the NFL per Brady's words, are you saying it's because of the quarterbacks or because of the coaches? Now, I'm saying it's the quarterbacks, but it's an interesting thing that you're saying. You're saying it's because of the coaches, but not necessarily the NFL coaches. And I have one more point before I want to hear from Kim and Bubba on this, because... This is probably not like a new phenomenon, but I'm going to just ask you guys in Bristol there to to take a stab at this. So I looked at all 32 teams in the NFL. My question for you is, how many do you think have an offensive coordinator in his first or second season in that position out of the 32 teams in the league? Uh, Offensive coordinator in their first or second season? mm -hmm, In that role, in their respective role. I think it's a lot. I think it's it's like 15 or 16. What's your guess? I'm going to go 20. What's your guess, Ev? I'll go 17. The answer is 26. Wow. Wow. So the better way of saying it is we have six returning offensive coordinators. Well, that's actually five because Kyle Shanahan calls the plays in San Francisco. There are five offensive coordinators in the NFL right now that were in that role in 2021. 
That is astonishing to me. Now, perhaps it's not that like. Oh, 2021. So two years. Two years. 2022. Okay. No, you got you got it mostly right. That's that I think is a very instructive point too. Now, maybe it's not really a new phenomenon. I don't have a real way to check that historically, but at least like anecdotally, it strikes me as how in the world could you thrive offensively? How in the world could you learn as a quarterback if you're getting new coaching practically every season? I'm looking at the list of teams and I'm trying to figure out which offensive coordinators so five. I'm seeing that um, Pete Carmichael has been with the Saints since 2009 yeah, so he's he been there forever yep. in 2009 so Brian Callahan is the OC in Cincinnati he's been yep. so there since 2019 in Cleveland Alex Van Pelt has been there since 2020 but I believe calls the plays mm-hmm. he's he? just the OC Shane yep. Waldron in in Seattle yeah and then uh, Dave Ragone in, in in Atlanta those are the five guys that's those are the that's the Dave whole Ragone is the offensive coordinator. I even realize that. list in a lot of in a lot of those cases it's the head coach like you said that calls the shots. Gardner I'm merely Smith, looking yeah. at the, the at the column that says offensive coordinator. Look, I don't know if this is surprising to only me or not, but those are pretty loud numbers that say this thing turns over a lot more than I would have thought. Now, also there there is good reason, right? In your case with the Eagles, it's because of a promotion. Mm-hmm. Brian Johnson is the offensive coordinator because of the fact that Shane Steichen gets promoted by another team, obviously, to Indianapolis to be their head coach, right? There's also terminations in season that we've seen here. We saw Matt Canada with the Steelers yesterday. We saw Ken Dorsey with the Bills because I think both those guys probably would have been – well, Dorsey would have been on – oh, no, maybe Dorsey would not have been on the list because it would have been Brian Dayball at that point. So that – yeah. But then, okay, so how do you counter that? Because if you have a really good offensive coordinator, they get hired to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. If you have a bad offensive coordinator, they get fired. So sustainability at that position, I don't know what that actually indicates. It probably means you have a coach that calls the plays and we don't notice you. I don't know what it indicates. What I do know, or at least what I assume, is that it's hurting the development of young quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm looking at the same uh, column here for defensive coordinators, and there are 10 guys in their roles over that period of time, whereas, again, there are only five OCs. And that's largely because of the head coach applicant pool, right? Is usually coming from offensive coordinators. Anyway, I just thought it was like an interesting point to make given how dreadful young quarterback play is in the league right now and how much some of those guys like Mac Jones and Kenny Pickett have regressed. So I look at it historically, though. Eric Bietami was with the Chiefs for a long period of time. Nobody gave him enough credit. Andy Reid was the guy. Josh McDaniels, I thought, was a phenomenal offensive coordinator with New England, but I'm sure there were some people that still said, well, yeah, anybody could do that under Belichick, which is not necessarily true. Sustainability at the offensive coordinator position probably means, again, your head coach is calling the plays, we don't notice you, and the other teams aren't actually sure what your role is, so we don't know if you're good or bad or if we should hire you or pass on you. It's fair enough. Right? Fair enough. Because the ones we notice either get promoted mm-hmm. or get fired. Fair enough. Coming up, one man defends himself against the most serious of accusations here at ESPN Radio. We will get to that on Greeny on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Previously on Grainy. Kembo, I'll start with you. Can you imitate anyone so that you don't tell me who it is and I'll be able to identify who it is? Oh my God. I mean, it's a terrible one, but I know what it is because of the specificity of it. Quagmire. Quagmire from Family Guy. I guess who he was supposed to be. Yeah, that, that was Quagmire from ridiculous. Family Guy. Okay, yeah. That's just because of the words you spoke. Yeah, that's not that even... That was so uncomfortable. That's not even really an impression. Yeah, he it just, was an impression. It just, was an impression. Yeah, I just giggity like Quagmire. He just did giggity. the words from Family Guy. That was not good. This is Greeny. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio. ESPN app, Sirius XM80, and on your smart speaker... Along with Hembo, Evan Cohen in for Greeny tonight. Normally you hear me weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. And we are, of course, in the holiday season, the Christmas season. And people need to understand something. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Yeah, we've heard it. Oh, I'm going to buy the fake one. I'm going to have it for so much longer. It's going to be great. I'm going to spend a lot of money now, but I'm going to save later. Cool, you're hurting the environment. And also, you're hurting the American Christmas tree farming industry. Yeah, you probably don't realize that when you buy the fake tree. But that is what's happening. That buying the fake Christmas trees hurts the American Christmas tree farmer. For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved. And so are American farmers' jobs. Plus, buying real Christmas trees helps keep real holiday memories alive. You know, the smell, the touch, the feel of that real Christmas tree while helping our environment. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at getrealkeepitreal.com. That's getrealkeepitreal.com. One of the guys who is real and keeps it real at all times is Harry Douglas, part of Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. And I want to say that uh, since I have started working at ESPN Radio and had this unbelievable opportunity here about two, two and a half months ago, I've gotten to know Harry a little bit. As kind and nice and fun of a guy as there is. But yesterday on this show, accusations were flying because we have a situation in Bristol where Christine Lisi, the wonderful Sports Center anchor, anchor, makes cookies. She puts cookies out for everybody, and they're for the ESPN radio staff. And there has now been an accusation that someone is coming in from the outside and stealing the cookies. I then asked the crew yesterday, who would be the most likely person from the inside to do that? And they stunningly said Harry Douglas, who now joins us here on Greeny. Harry, would you like to respond to Bubba, to Cam, Hembo, that they accused you of this? Yes, it shows you that you don't have to be smart and intelligent to work at ESPN Mm. for Mm. them to be able to make accusations like that. Now, I don't know why they would think me, someone who played 10 years in the National Football League, would have to steal anything. So that my mind, I, I'm, I'm, I'm appalled. Mm. I'm astonished. Mm. I don't know why they will make those claims, mm. you know, but it's okay. Maybe because, you know, 
I'm leading Himbo right now on the sneaky Himbo questions. Maybe it's because Bubba is upset with me because I haven't eaten a meatball sub yet. Maybe it's because of that. And Cam, I don't even know why Cam would say such a thing because we've had nothing but great encounters since I started ESPN Radio on College Game Day on Saturdays. So I think Cam is just a product of the environment that he's surrounded by. I'm influenced. Interesting. Bubba, Hembo, would you guys like uh, to defend yourself? I mean, Bubba, this is, this is personal now. Like Trivia is very important to me. Harry has pimped his correct <laughs> answers on Get Up, which is strictly against my bylaws, written rules or unwritten rules. It's against the bylaws. Mm. And Bubba, it seems that you also have a bone to pick with this man as it relates to the meatball sub situation, which, as we know, has become the stuff of legend. Look, I mean, I didn't say he was the one doing it. We just said who is the most likely, and we just thought who would come in stealthily and just steal from their teammates and just do that. We said it was probably Harry because we, wow. we know he's not someone we can count on because wow. we said for two years whoa, he whoa, 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 sandwich. So, whoa, whoa, so how whoa, can we count whoa, on this whoa. guy? Stop so, right there, Bubba. You know. Stop right there, Bubba. That's where you're wrong. You ask anybody in my family. You ask any teammate I've had in my life. I'm the one person that everyone can count on, Bubba. That's where you're wrong. Well, I guess it's That's just where me, you don't then. know the human being, I Bubba. Guess it's just so me. the accusations that you made yesterday, you want to know who else you upset? You upset Mama Douglas. Mm, Mama Douglas said, how can they assassinate your character like that to say that you're likely to steal? So Mama Douglas is not happy with you right now, Bubba. You on Mama Douglas' bad side. I just thought I'd let you know right now on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. Is there anything, Harry, that they can do to squash this beef, to end it? I don't know because, you know, I went to bed last night and, and I was pondering this and I was like, how can they say such – such things. How could they make make such claims mm. about me? Someone who let me let me ask y'all this: When it comes to the producers, who check on y'all more than everyone? Uh, Harry who, who Douglas. Che- who checks on y'all? Harry, Harry Douglas. Harry does. Okay. H- Harry checks on just about every producer at ESPN that I work with. Just out of the blue, check it on everybody. I do things for people out of the kindness of my heart, and accusations like this are made about someone who cares about the people he works with. Unbelievable. Harry, this is less about character or virtue. Oh, no, it's about character. No, it's much more about discernment. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is all we said. We think that your level of self-control, if hungry and seeing cookies, would be lesser than other people. That's not to say that you're not a good guy, that you're not a virtuous man, that you're not a great husband and father, a great teammate, because you're all of those things. But you also might not have that much self-control if you see a really nice cookie there that you're not supposed to take. Wait, That's all we I, said. I'm actually, I'm actually insulted by this. How so? Have you seen Harry... Uh, he, is, what, he is in the best shape of anyone on this entire network. And have you seen me? How dare you not accuse me of taking cookies? <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even like sweets like that. <laughs> and That's I do. I mean, now, now, Harry, I'm actually insulted that they wouldn't think I would take the cookies at this point. You're right. <laughs> I bet it was Canty. Ooh. Oh, oh, now you're going to can- – now, no. Oh, my gosh. Listen, mm. y'all got to stop blaming all the black people. This is, <laughs> this, is, this is getting out of hand now, okay? This is getting out of hand. Wow. Would you like to respond to that, Cam, or do you feel uncomfortable? Well, we landed on the, you know, fitness part of it. Canty is, you know, the, the heaviest member of our staff, so I think <laughs> he what, would take several Harry, cookies for Harry, sure. Cam's, Cam's public defender is, is really Wait a second, it. wait a second. Harry, I'm getting word in my ear. They are now bl- blaming Freddie Coleman. They have decided to blame <laughs> oh Freddie Coleman. Oh, gosh. That's why, why, the why nicest man shocked? on earth. Listen, now, we now said blamed. the guy looked like you, so I don't know. <laughs> Meaning me, not, not Harry. Just 
just want to be clear on that. All right, um, one, talking with Harry Douglas. Before we get uh, to the football, I do have one other thing for you. So Harry and I have an ongoing beef around music, right? Yes. Harry loves Outkast. He was very, very angered by the fact that I said that Outkast was underrated. Okay, we could do that all day. But on this show, on Greeny, every single day at 10 a.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Eastern, they come back with Crazy in Love, Jay-Z, and Beyonce. Hembo's a part of this show every day, Harry, as you know. Mm-hmm. I asked him moments ago, do you know who's singing and rapping right now? And he had no idea. He said the voices are not memorable and recognizable. What? That was said. Beyonce and Jay-Z, Hembo, come mm-hmm. on, man. Like, you know I had the utmost respect for you, and I still do. But it, it may have dropped a tiny. You don't know what Beyonce sounds like. Harry. You don't know what Jigga Man, Jigga Man, H to the is O, B to the is A. You know, it's your boy. You know, we in here. All right, you're just you making stuff Jay-Z up. Is. Harry, Harry, it is much more, it is exceedingly more important that I have all my sports facts and figures lined up for you than it is that I have any clue as to who's singing some worthless song coming in or worthless out of a song. Worthless. Oh, my God. Worthless? Goodness. I can't believe you said worthless song. It's just not memorable or noteworthy in oh any conceivable way. It is the go-to band at a wedding song now. Every wow. band at a wedding plays Crazy in Love. Really? Oh, my. Every single. Wow. Harry, am I right about that? You know every what? band. Yeah, so, so, Himbo, I see what I have to do now. You mm-hmm. have to come to the south side of Atlanta, Georgia, and I got to take <laughs> you to Clayco, baby. I got to take you to Clayton County. You need to be around me a little bit more. We, you, when you come to Georgia, we go into the, not the, S O U T H side, S O U F side, South. I'm sure I'm going to fit in just fine. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you will. I'll protect you, buddy. You know, as a matter of fact, when you get there, um, the hashtag crew would like to accuse everybody you see there of stealing the cookies as well, as a matter of fact. Well, with Himbo, you come to the South side, don't you go accusing people of stealing stuff now, because I'm telling you right now, uh, we want you to make it out alive. Okay. We need you to get back home to your twins. Okay, I will learn from this experience. I assure you, it will not happen again. (laughs) Yes, there we go. I'll talk with Harry Douglas here, uh, Freddie and Harry, ESPN Radio, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny today. Tom Brady said the NFL product is mediocre right now. Harry, if you had to place blame, is it on the coaches or on the quarterbacks for why it would be mediocre if you agree with that assessment? Well, I think you're leaving a a very important piece out. I think you got to add the NFL in that as well because they're the guys that make the rules, right? And and, and they're trying to protect offensive players as much as possible because we know the fans want to see – receivers catching the football up and down the field, quarterbacks being able to drop back, quarterbacks being healthy, stand on the football field. We have uh, three major ones hurt right now at the moment. When you look at Aaron Rodgers, you look at Kirk Cousins, you look at Deshaun Watson and company, right? So they're trying their best to make sure that those guys are on the football field. But I I agree with somewhat of what Tom Brady said. It's not a a defensive player's job to protect an offensive player. Uh, At the same time, he's trying to protect himself. So what if he gets hurt trying, trying to protect someone else? So, so, so what are we going to say at that point? How are we going to protect the defensive player? And I'm an offensive player saying that. I like the days where I, you know, couldn't look for a shallow route coming across the middle because I knew Ray Lewis or Troy Palomalu was right there. Don't look for that football, HD, until you know you want it. Because if you look for it and you're crossing the middle and the quarterback's not ready to throw it to you, Ray Lewis is going to knock you out. Tuapalamalu's going to lock you out, knock you out. See, I've been in those situations. I miss that kind of football, that physical brand of football that we like to play. But Freddie Coleman made a great point yesterday. Just because we have all these rule changes, tomorrow, Thanksgiving, we're all going to be watching all the games. That's right. Friday, we're going to be watching the game on Amazon Prime. 
on Sundays, we're going to be watching the games. Monday night football, we're going to be watching the game regardless. The National Football League is, is number one in the U.S. for a reason. So as much as we don't like the rule changes and how the game is a tiny bit watered down now because you can't be physical, you can't have those big hits, people are still going to be tuned in and the product is still going to be upper echelon. As usual, Freddie Coleman is right. I mean, there's no such thing as bad pizza, no such thing as bad football, same kind of thing. Harry, uh, Aaron Rodgers alluded to the fact on Pat McAfee that Zach Wilson was being scapegoated. Fair or unfair? Um, no, I think that's unfair. Uh, Zach Wilson is a guy that, has, has, that has, has had three years to really showcase what he can do. He was a number two overall pick and probably shouldn't have been selected second overall. So he had his rookie season to showcase his talents. He had year two to showcase his talents, and he got benched from Mike White, and we've seen how the team rallied around Mike White. And then you come into this season that Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be the starting quarterback. He gets hurt four plays in. And then I thought Robert Sala said something key in his, in his, in his pressure the other day. We weren't expecting, <laughs> you know, Zach Wilson to play. This was supposed to be his red shirt year. Think about that. They didn't expect him to play at all. That means they had no plan B. And that's something, if you're Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, you always supposed to anticipate if this happens, what are we going to do next? So I think on the fly, they were trying to figure out what to do with Zach Wilson being shell-shocked that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. You're supposed to have playing A, B, C, and D in place regardless of what, what, what happens if Aaron Rodgers is healthy or not. So I think he hasn't been the guy that, you know, can hold the fort down for him at the quarterback position this year. And I think going to 2024, he shouldn't be eating up a roster spot. I think that should go to another quarterback that could potentially grab the keys from Aaron Rodgers when it's all said and done for him. I had a major problem when, when Salah said that. Because conceptually, I understand. He's, he was supposed to be redshirted this year. Well, Harry, you played college football at Louisville. Like, there were guys on your team that I guarantee you, your coach wanted to redshirt, that even when they thought they needed them, they kept on the redshirt. They didn't activate them. In life, in work, people are cleared for opportunities. They're trained for opportunities, cleared for them, and then they are allowed to perform the opportunities. Unqualified or uncleared people in any job are not given the opportunity to perform. We make it. He made it seem like someone else put Zach Wilson on the field, which may be the case. But you don't have to take the person off of red shirts. No, I, I understand that part. And we heard from Robert Sala the other day when he pleaded the fifth. Right, what was it, about two weeks, two or three weeks ago, and that was basically saying, you know what, it's out of my control. Right, the front office, general manager, ownership, they have a say in who's on this football field, and, and, and rightfully so. They're, they're the people who are fronting the money, and you know have the, the, the final say-so and things like that. And you got to remember, Robert Sala is a defensive-minded coach. And I'm pretty sure, guys, he, he didn't have too much say when drafting Zach Wilson as well. And, and, I, and I said this the other day, if he was an offensive-minded head coach, a guy that was a play caller, I'm pretty sure in those meetings he would have had more of a say-so in which quarterback they selected that year that they, they took uh, Zach Wilson. Talk with Harry Douglas. You'll hear him, of course, 3 p. to 7 p. Eastern. Freddie and Harry here on ESPN Radio. All right, let's go to college. You're connected to Florida State. Your brother played there basketball. You know that school and that the way in which they care about football inside and out. Is it the right thing to keep them out of the college football playoff because their starting quarterback is unhealthy? 
Uh, I don't think so, especially if your backup quarterback can come in and showcase that this still is a top four team in the country. I think he has a perfect opportunity in a rivalry game versus Florida and then in the ACC championship game versus Louisville. Now, we got to remember last year versus Louisville, he came into that football game and actually led Florida State to a victory. So he's been there and done it before. But I think if they can have a, a wonderful showing versus Florida and I don't think they're going to beat my Louisville Cardinals. But let's just say hypothetically, <laughs> they're able to beat Louisville. Right. And it's, it's in a convincing fashion. I don't see how you leave them out as an undefeated team. This weekend is more important to Michigan or Ohio State? Ohio State. Ohio State, in my opinion, because, number one, Michigan doesn't have their head coach. Michigan has also thumped them the last two years. Ryan Day has struggled the last two years. If you lose, if you're Ohio State, to Michigan without Jim Harbaugh for the third year in a row – my goodness, can you imagine what the people are going to be saying? Can you imagine what every media outlet, including ours, is going to be saying about Ryan Day in Ohio State? So I think this is a more meaningful game for Ohio State, more so than it is for Michigan. Harry, a couple of weeks ago on Get Up, you said that you thought, at least at that time, Michigan was the best team in the country, Ooh. and it wasn't especially close after you've seen the last Ooh. couple of weeks play out, especially given all the stuff surrounding Jim Harbaugh. Yep. Do you still feel the same way today as you felt that day? I don't, Himbo. I really don't. The last two weeks, and I was at the Michigan and Maryland game on the sidelines this weekend watching, and J.J. McCarthy's not playing at the level that he was early on in the year. And him being without Jim Harbaugh, it really shows. Jim Harbaugh played the quarterback position. He can relate to J.J. McCarthy on a lot of different levels. A lot of people cannot. But watching Georgia and how Georgia's been able to dominate their opponents, Georgia now has taken over that spot. And two weeks ago, I would have picked Michigan in this Ohio State-Michigan game. I don't know who I'm picking right now. Mm, okay, so let me that, lay out That's how much things have changed for me. Real quick, because I loved your, your J.J. McCarthy take. Michigan's down four. There's two minutes left. He's getting the ball on his own 25, and they got to score to win the game. If that's the scenario that plays out on Saturday, who wins the game? I'm going to go with Ohio State. Mm. Interesting. And that's why it could mean more for Ohio State right there, too, right? Like, they can hold them off. Ryan Day gets the win, et cetera, and obviously the downside of losing against a non-Harbaugh coach But, gosh, let me, let me yeah. say this really quick now. Like, the last two years, the thing that Michigan has been able to do of Ohio State was be the more physical football team. We see Michigan versus Penn State not throw a pass in the second half. So, for Ohio State and them defensively, and even though they're better this year, they're going to have to stop the run. They're going to have to stop the run, and last year what got them is that they gave up a ton of explosive plays, especially in that secondary. You can't allow those things to happen versus Michigan, especially when Harbaugh is not on the sideline to console his players. Harry, great job as always. We'll see you on all the college football stuff, the NFL stuff, of course, ESPN Radio, 3P to 7P with the great Freddie Coleman, and uh, we'll see him with cookies as well. Thank you, Harry. (laughs) All right, thank you, guys. All right, there is Harry Douglas. All right. Uh, sneaky Hembo trivia. The question that we are going to answer coming up, Hembo, is which U.S. president oh, no. is credited with coining the term OK? All right. What? Which U.S. president is credited with coining the term OK? Did you not hear me, Bubba? I thought this was sports trivia. Oh, this is General Knowledge Wednesday. Now we're doing ge- General Knowledge Wednesday. When did this come about? I mean, this oh, is a GKW. Yeah, this is my segment. I feel like I can craft it as I see best for the show. Apparently having pe- to ask. You know what? I'm going to explain it. Here's why. GKW is a great wrestling show that exists with our buddy Jonathan Hood, Gabe Neitzel, Brian Rowitz. Um, so you can't use that. Sorry, you're going to have to come up with something else. So we can't do General Knowledge Wednesday? No, this is Greeny coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. We'll answer the General Knowledge Wednesday question coming up on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Himbo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? It is a General Knowledge Wednesday. Here on Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Hembo Evan Cohen, in for Greeny today. So, sneaky Hembo trivia, as Bubba has pointed out, is normally a sports trivia question that normally ties into something that is said on the show or something going on in the world of sports. Right, of course. But today is a general knowledge Wednesday, and so I just... um Picked a, plucked a question from my massive Google Doc of general knowledge questions, and I just picked one of the you know, one you of the. You have easiest. a Google Doc of general knowledge questions. Yeah, and I just picked the easiest one I had, so I'm giving it to you guys as a layup. I'm sorry. Wait, you really have a Google Doc of just random general knowledge questions? Yeah. I mean, you have 20 years worth of uh, doc, yeah, you know, your notes. radio show notes, so I don't know if you're one to talk. But Bubba, that is for an actual like job and for a show. What are we doing right now? But. You just ran without showing me the answer. Can you show me the Google Doc? Sure, but it's not going to be impressive. It's just like a bunch of questions about like random things that happened in the Old Testament and things that happened in U.S. history and wars and whatnot. It's not any weirder than your draft catalog obsession. You are an interesting. The question is this: Uh, Which United States president is credited with coining the term "okay"? Abe Lincoln. I have no idea. Okay, Abe Lincoln is your guess, Evan. 
Uh, Bubba Cam, either of you care to give any thought to this? I'm going Teddy Roosevelt. I'm sticking to the Mount Rushmore. All right, I'm going to go. I really have no idea. So, when in doubt, I go Seinfeld here. So, I'm going to go uh, Martin Van, Van Buren, the Van B Buren, boys. Yeah, I have my, my eight up right now. The correct answer is Martin Van Buren. Wow! Bubba! The Van B boys. Bubba, be honest. Was that a straight up guess, or did you have some inclination that it was right? That's, no, just guessed. So, wow. here's, the, here's the origin, because obviously you asked. The origin is you this. don't know what he's referring to with the Van Buren boys, do you? No. Okay, yeah, they no. don't watch Seinfeld. Okay. No, of course not. Um, so Martin Van Buren was from Kinderhook, New York. His nickname was Old Kinderhook, and his campaign slogan was, Martin Van Buren, he's okay. Wow. How clever is that? That's pretty good. He's okay. Old. No wow. wonder he won. The eighth president wow. of the United States. Martin and that's Van Buren. in the Google notes, yeah. the doc. Can I see it? Sure. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to hold it. I want you to just turn Honestly, the computer towards me. I want to see that this I have actually to pull it up. is real. Okay. Of course not. Okay. okay. Hold, just give me a second then. Oh, my God. He really is. He I, really also have, I also have um, – oh, here it is. It's, 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 in a, it's in an email right now. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, oh wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, had, have, I had to pull this from a folder. We are going to have ESPN Radio pick them right now with some of the games, uh, Thursday games and Friday games. Oh, he really does. Guys, he really has this. And who is that email to? Yourself? Yeah. Just random trivia questions. Yeah, just, just, I just so I have this banked at all times. We are getting uh, laughter on the set here from everybody around here. It's just <laughs> laughing at you. Scores okay. of people laughing at me. All right, so here's what's happening now. Since Greeny is out, and I am part of the Unsportsmanlike crew, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, I don't want to pick the games for Team Greeny, which means you're going to have to pick the games, and I will react to your picks. So I'm going to give you a game, I'm going to give you a line, and then one of you is going to have to take it and represent Greeny with your picks, okay? Okay, fair enough. We have the Packers at the Lions. Lions favored by 7.5. Who wants to pick it? I'll take it. I, uh, I don't have the Hembo numbers that he always does, but I feel like the Lions always do very well against the teams they're supposed to beat. They're 8-2, and two, I think 1-2 and two against teams with a winning record, so they should handily take care of the Packers. Thanksgiving uh, divisional game's always weird, but Lions minus 7.5 is the greeny pick. Okay, what's interesting about that is I think everybody and their mother is basically picking that. I always wonder when that happens if maybe we have some sort of sneaky cover on this hmm. and the Packers would cover. The hook might kill you here. The hook, the, the old kinder hook might kill you here. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the hook, like Blues Traveler. It'll bring you back. All right, Commanders at the Cowboys. I assume Bubba's picking this one. Cowboys favored by 10.5. Yeah, I don't know. I, I might ask you guys for some help on this one. I can see it going either way. Like I can see the Commanders actually fighting back, or they're just going to completely give in, and there's their season's just a complete wash. So my initial inclination is honestly taking the Commanders here, plus 10.5. What are you guys, are you guys with me on that? No, no. Bubba, I like, the, I like the Cowboys to cover this no, game. This is, roll? this is the Cowboys. kind of game, this is the kind of game I mean, Dak Prescott was born for. They've covered their last two game, you know, big, big spreads, so we can go, we'll go Cowboys. And they've played really well recently. Yeah, look, Sam Howell's taken 51 sacks in 11 games against that Six pass rush. Six turnovers in the last game. He's gonna All right, be, we'll go Dallas, yeah. minus 10.5 there. He's going to be sacked twice a quarter, I think. Yeah, I think that's the right pick. And then uh, Dolphins favored by 9.5. I'm sorry, me, uh, excuse me, 49ers favored by 6.5 at the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm playing the Seattle. I'm playing uh, Seattle plus the seven, and the data I'm going to use to support it is in the Pete Carroll era, they're eight and six outright and 11 and three against the number as a home dog of more than a field goal. San Francisco's a better team than them, and I think that they'll win the game outright. Seven points is too many for a good team in that environment. There's some recency bias with how well San Francisco's played lately and how poorly Seattle has. Give me Seattle plus the seven. I mean, we also don't know about Geno Smith's health. 
You know, if he's 100% ready to go. He's not going to be 100%, but, I mean, who is at this point? No, I understand, but he's actually coming off of an injury in which he left the game and, sure. and sure. was replaced. I also think that... That's San, built into the line, though. That's I think that San line. Francisco is the best team in the NFL. Yeah. Right, right healthy. When they're clicking, I think they're the best team in the NFL, and I expect them to play like that tomorrow night. All right, Dolphins favored by 9.5 at the Jets on Friday. I would get this number before it goes to 10. That's my two cents on it. Tim Boyle's not going to play representatively in my judgment. And my, the Miami offense, despite not looking great last week, I think is going to hum. The Jets kind of feel like a fold-up-the-tent team right now, given the way the defense played a week ago. I'm willing to be overruled in Bristol, but I'm going to play the Lions minus nine, uh, Excuse me, the Dolphins minus 9.5. Can I just add on one thing to this? And you would have to look this up, and I should have given this to you beforehand. Uh-huh. I wonder if there's ever been an offensive coach that had worst, uh, worse offensive numbers in back-to-back years than Nathaniel Hackett has had for two different teams. Uh-huh. Broncos and Jets. He is the single worst offensive coordinator in the NFL. And the buzz around why Tim Boyle is starting versus Trevor Simeon is because he was familiar with Nathaniel Hackett from their days in Green Bay and knows the system better. Mm -hmm. If that is the positive reason to get a start, you're in big trouble. (laughs) What's better, knowing that system or not knowing it? Not knowing it. (laughs) I think Simeon might be better off because he never learned the offense. Exactly. I can still see the Jets. I don't know. The the Dolphins just beat the Raiders by, what, seven last week? Yeah. The Jets don't feel as live to me, though, Bubba. I I feel like the balloon I don't think they're going to win, but I could see them covering and keeping it within nine and a half. That's the argument, I think the Dolphins are going to have so many short fields. Well, I also think, is it the bump from it not being Zach Wilson? Like, are the players extra juiced up because Zach Wilson is not there until they see Tim Boyle. Uh, well, I'm throw going. A I'm going Jets. Uh, Cam, split the vote. Then what are you? Going uh, to do? I'm overruling. I'm going Dolphins nine and a half. All right, we're Dolphins going Dolphins minus That's nine and a half. All right, last one for Team Greeny here. Ohio State at Michigan. Michigan favored by three. Obviously, no Harbaugh. Guys, I think we should. I think we should do this one together because uh, it's such a massive game. My inclination is actually to play Ohio State on the money line. They're a dollar forty underdog on the money line. Three and a half seems too many to me because I, I don't trust J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback for the uh, Michigan Wolverines at all, especially without his babysitter Jim Harbaugh there. I'm inclined to play Ohio State minus the, uh, excuse me, plus the three and a half, but what do you guys say? Uh, I'm deferring to you on this one. I think I would want to see Michigan lose more so, so I'm going with that. Bubba, do you feel strongly either way about this game? I think Michigan's going to win, so I'm thinking Michigan minus three on this one. It's three and a half, though. That's a lot of points to give in a rivalry game like this. Michigan was plus 342 in the rushing margin over the last two years. I just don't see that happening again. I'm going I'm to go with uh, my gut, Cam's gut, and take Ohio State plus the three and a half in the KOD pick. All right, there you go. What do you say? I'd say I'm not getting involved now because I'm going to be on Unsportsmanlike tomorrow and we're going to make picks tomorrow and Friday. Nice 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern. Nice tease. Thank you. It's You're my first pro. day. I wrote it down on all my notes here. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.